Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Get started today. BetQL.com, also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. We are live on the Bet 1430 in Denver and the Bet 931 HD3 in Los Angeles at BetQL Daily on Twitter. So the last segment of each and every show, we close with our lightning bets, um, give you our rationale on these picks, and it, it sounds like Eli and Ross are going head-to-head in college basketball. Where should we start? Where should we start? Let's start with Eli Hershkovich. Because Ross uh, did well with his play last night. Let's, let's, let's roll with Eli. Eli, what are you thinking? What is your lightning bet or bets in college hoops this evening? Clemson minus one and a half. Give me the Tigers laying the points at home against Louisville. Coming off three straight losses of at least 18 points apiece. Due for some three-point regression against a poor perimeter defense for the Cardinals. Amir Sims should have a size advantage in this game. And Louisville turns the ball over a good amount below average turnover rate in college basketball. Clemson turns you over a lot. So very similar to last week's Louisville-Florida State game, I think. Uh, if Clemson could turn them over, speed up the tempo a little bit, get some good looks from three, then working Amir Sims down low. Should be about a two-possession win for Clemson, so you're getting value on that one and a half, and I would bet it up to Clemson minus two and a half. Tigers tonight. Yeah, I have a question, okay? Do we know whether or not Fats Russell is playing for Rhode Island at today? <laughs> he didn't play in the last game, I I don't think it's confirmed yet, but the line's moving in that direction. You like Rhode Island? I do like Rhode Island. I'm expecting him to play. I saw Fats Russell. You probably don't even know who he is. I saw Fats Russell play multiple times in high school at the Giant Center in Hershey. He played for Imhotep Charter. He was awesome. One of the most underrated point guards in the country. And here's the deal. I know they're laying seven points to LaSalle. Let me tell you a couple of things about LaSalle. Number one, LaSalle sucks. Okay, they're not good. LaSalle's not good. And they just beat Richmond. They shocked Richmond. You know what that means? Let down. Let, these are college kids. Let down game for LaSalle. Tomorrow when we talk, just remember I called it the LaSalle letdown of 2021. Rhode Island, and this is all contingent, by the way, on Fats Russell. I know he's hurt. If he plays, lay the seven points. We'll find out in like an hour or two. 
If he doesn't, then don't don't play the game. But I'm assuming he plays latest seven points. Only like if Fat, Fats Russell is in. Only you like if it. Fats Russell. Yeah, it's a it's a good angle. His I, real I first it's... name's Darren. Eli probably doesn't even know that. Doesn't even follow. What number does he wear, Ross? What number does he wear for Rhode Island? I don't know. He might have changed it this year. Oh, I haven't checked yeah. it out. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Big big uh, Fats Russell fan, Ross Tucker. Do you have another play, Eli? I, I'm just thrown off by the fact that you took a favorite. You never take favorites. You're laying one and a half with Clemson. Within a within a possession, I I'm I'm definitely cool with it, especially with Clemson coming off three straight losses. But uh yeah, that's my only bet for tonight. I like Clemson. I lead Miami. The line's coming down to ten and a half, but I think you're getting some value over three possessions as a dog for the Hurricanes against the Florida State team that's due for a lot of three point regression. We saw that with Bama last night against Kentucky. I think the same thing. Happens with Florida State against Miami. All right, very good. So Eli well, on Clemson. No, don't yeah. say very good, Joe. Don't say very good. What? There's a there's a huge college basketball board, and he has only has one bet. When we've got all these new listeners in Denver and LA, I will I will take the torch, <laughs> and I will give you another bet on the board. Right mm-hmm. now, at points bet, Notre Dame is getting a point. Against Virginia Tech. What did I say yesterday about the Auburn-Missouri line? If the line smells fishy, there's a reason. Notre Dame's 5-8. and eight. They're 5-8. and eight. However, they're more experienced than Vatek. They've been playing better of late. What's, how do you say the kid's name? Lajewski? He can drain the three. Radford suspended... For, for the Hokies. <laughs> what else did you find on Google.com? <laughs> That's a big loss. I like I like the Irish. Give me the Irish getting a point. You can take them on. Well, don't take them on the money line. It's minus 110. So get the Irish getting a point. Um, They're going to win that game against Vatek. Boom, Eli. Boom. What's up, Eli? Now what's up? Now Polish. what's up? You, you know I'm betting that game. Why are you taking that bet, Eli? You, you, you like Vatek? You like the other side? Tuck's tuna fish. Just taking fishy lines all over the place. I Hungry. like that. I like if Dude, why, why is it only a one-point line? Notre Dame's 5-8. and eight, Virginia Tech's ranked, ranked number 20. Market coming back on Vatek probably after that Saturday game where they horrific performance from three. And this is also a, a rematch game, too. Notre Dame played that game pretty close. I don't hate the pick. I think Vatek regresses a little bit from three after what we saw Saturday, and Notre Dame's three-point defense is dreadful. So it's a no play for me. I kind of I rather play probably first half Irish than than take full game, but I don't hate the play. No, it's full game. It's full game. Thanks. <laughs> Rhode Island, Notre Dame for Ross, Clemson for Eli Herskovich. Uh, now that that's out of the way, I am taking a look at golf. And uh, if you want a full breakdown, listen to our podcast interviews over the last couple of days with Kenny Kim, Jeff Davis on Tuesday's show. Those guys are great at breaking it down. Uh, one thing that is clear to me is no matter what kind of handicapper you are, a course history matters. I'll never understand some of the stat people, and I get it um, about why you think that's more important, but just to completely disregard how golfers play at specific courses. And this is a perfect instance. Again, if you look at course form over the last number of years, all of these golfers that play well, they play well there every single year. So kind of 
helps you out. It's a little bit easier to handicap this one. And it's not the deepest field. You start at the top. There's Rom, there's Rory, and now you're down to Shoffle at three, Finau four, Harris English fifth. Those are your top five guys on the odds board. That's not the deepest field. And there are some uh, quality golfers here have had success in the past that you can find in that 45 to 50 to one range like jason day a two-time winner he has five top tens here on points bet you can find him at 46 to one for some reason adam scott has been able to put on this course usually an issue with him uh you can find him at 50 to one uh yeah 51 he was second here just two years ago the the only time he played here now, Bubba, he went a number of years without playing, but last year he showed up and he finished six, and you could find him at 50 to one. So, uh, Ryan Palmer is also another good option. He has finished second here before, and he is 66 to one. So, if you want to look down the board a little bit, I do think there is value. Leishman won when he was 45 to one just a year ago usually it's a top 20 golfer but i still like a lot of value here if you're looking for an outright play and i i brought this one up with kenny kim about matchups and he pointed out the one that i have circled tony finau i'm not telling you to bet on him to win because that's the narrative that finau never ever wins but the last four times on this course here's finau six 13 a six and a four and he's going against xander shafle played this course five times and he's missed the cut in four of five years tony finau plus 110 in a uh, full tournament matchup that is my lightning bet for today golf a lot of fun if you haven't tried betting on golf i highly highly recommend that you check that out it's it's i didn't really even get into golf until i started betting on golf and then you can do a day-to-day uh, matchups for the second round, third round. It could do first round leader. It's a ball once you get rolling. And if you bet on golf, then uh, you'll definitely be in trust. You know, try Joe, it, try yeah. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, Kenny, Kenny, I don't bet golf, but Kenny's enthusiasm and excitement, <laughs> it's getting me closer and closer every time we talk to him. Like today, we just did audio with Kenny. We couldn't see him. Yeah, you can hear Kenny smiling while he's talking. You can hear his smile. Like, yep, it's amazing. I love that dude, and I might just start trailing his bets on uh, on golf. Have you ever been to a PGA Tour event? I've been to the Masters once. Get out! Yeah, when I was like in eighth grade, and I okay. with my dad. And I was bigger than some of the golfers. That was weird. And then I went to whatever the one is in Dallas. Um, Byron Nelson, maybe? It sounds right. Um, yeah. Byron Nelson Classic. Whatever yeah. one's in Dallas, because when I was playing for the Cowboys, I went there. And they just had this huge party tent. And, like, most of the people never even went out on the course. They were just in right. this tent just getting absolutely hammered. It was actually amazing. That's how the one in Phoenix is every year. Do you remember anything from Augusta or you just recall that you were there with your dad and that's really it? Um, I remember how close you could get when they were on the practice tee. Uh-huh. And I remember walking like the back nine, like the last five holes. My dad and I, before anybody was even on them, we like walked it because that's actually the coolest part. Like I don't care about seeing these guys. But yeah. for my dad, like for my dad, it was his first time there. To see the course, he'd been watching it. My, my dad's a big golfer. 
He was mm -hmm. county golf champion. He's 5'9", 170 pounds. Like, we're polar opposites. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So for him to, like, see the course and, like, walk up 18, like, he, he loved it. Yeah, yeah. So you just love seeing the smile on his face. That's awesome. Maybe one day I'll be able to get to Augusta. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. You sound like someone who's been dressed down by a head coach or a manager. You're like, yeah, well, I betted that position. Did it happen to you? 100%. When I was, Ooh. before I was in the betting space and I used to cover college basketball, I went eye to eye with the coach and Ooh. he said, um, can I can I say is it is it is it okay to say a uh, DePaul head coach current DePaul head coach? We'll <laughs> leave it at that. DePaul basketball. I'll never find out. What do you think of this year's performance compared to uh, last year? I, I, don't, I don't I don't know what you talking about. Who you talking about? Them? Yeah, it's your, your team performance. What are you talking about? This game or the Villanova games? Yeah, the, the Villanova game. We played them twice. So, so what game are you talking about? The last couple of years. Like from this year to. Yeah, I thought we played. We've played them five times now, and they've been really good for five games. You know, we so we've got to solve that puzzle. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. <laughs> wow. That's Eli in college at a DePaul post game with, he said on the show, they edited a little bit to make Eli sound better. You guys can try, but it's not going to happen. He said former, which is true and current, which is also true. DePaul head coach, Dave Lado. So that's why he was so upset when coach K kind of went after that student. And there's Eli from back in the day, way back. I Ross, Eli's still holding on to that grudge, and I get it. I was confused by the question as well. Like, what are you talking about? This year to last year, our team overall, which which Villanova game, both vanilla he, Villanova games? Like, the, the question was not very specific. Oh, he knew what I was talking about. Again, he was pissed off at the time. I Was get there it. bad blood? Yeah, was of course. Bad blood? Yes, there was bad between blood between us. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. First of all... The former coach is the current coach? Yes. They rehired him. That's how bad they are. <laughs> okay. Eli, you got to explain that to me. They, they rehired the guy they fired? There is no, no. explanation. No, he, he left, left for Virginia before Tony for Bennett money. took over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he brought DePaul to the tournament back in 2004, and then he <laughs> came back after, I think he was a G League assistant coach, maybe a head coach of the Red Hawks. It was insane. It brought the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. So wait a minute. So he had some success at DePaul and left DePaul to be the UVA head coach? Yeah. Okay. Whatever could, you define a success. Making the tournament once. Couldn't hack it there. And yes. now DePaul wants to try to get back to the tournament. So they're going with the guy that last took him to the tournament. Five years ago, they brought him back. And under 500 in every which way possible. Eli, you thought that was a good question. I did not. Like, it wasn't very specific. I understand. <laughs> no, I, I, no, Eli, Eli, in all sincerity, yeah, 
I, I, I didn't think it was a very good question. I, I, I had the same questions about? he did. Like, what are you talking about? What do you think your team's performance no, this was, year versus last year? What, what are you talking about? I was sizing it up, and he wouldn't let me finish. He, first of all, he just interrupted. DePaul had played back-to-back games, I think, against Villanova the year before that, where it was like an 11-point game, a 10-point game. They were tighter. They were tighter matchups. And then they got absolutely trucked in that game. I think that Villanova team ended up winning the title. But I was asking, like, you guys played them tough last year, and then you get absolutely train yet train wreck this year. What happened? Like, what was the difference to you? And he said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you didn't say that. You, you, if you were more specific. All right. Think- Let's critique. What are, you, what are you talking about? This game or? I, I, I'm having flashbacks to Tommy Lasorda RIP when he went off on the reporter. You ever hear this one about Kingman? Dave Kingman of the Cubs. He hits three homers off the Dodgers that day. And a reporter says to Lasorda after the game. So what did you think of Kingman's performance? What I think of Kingman's performance? The guy hit three bleeping home runs. That's what I think of Kingman's performance. That's what I'm having flashbacks. Here's my question, Eli. Why was there bad blood? I have to know. Why was there bad blood? Let's let's define it. So I had one of his former assistants on my podcast, my then Chicago college basketball podcast at mm. the time. He was pissed because that assistant was trying to take his job. So the assistant was gone at that point. He was a former Xavier assistant too. Uh, and at the time, like a year before that, the guy was, I think the associate head coach, and he was trying to ease his way into Lato's job. Dave Lato, the head coach of DePaul basketball, still the head coach of DePaul basketball and still sucks. Can we uh, listen to that one again? Just so you can hear the entire back and forth. We don't have the full without the, oh, without okay. the whole open. So, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this is BetQL daily on the bet. That was great. I'm glad you guys were able to uh, bring that back. We are live on the bet 1430 in Denver and the bet 93, HD three in Los Angeles on Twitter at BetQL daily here weekdays, 10 AM to one Eastern eight to 11 AM mountain time. Uh, right here on the bet. Uh, before we get into the games for tonight, Eli, I want to get Ross's reaction to this. A tweet yesterday afternoon. Some people did not care for this tweet from Eli. Giving away $50 to a random follower if we hit 5.3K followers on BetQL daily. 5.5K followers on You Better You Bet must happen by midnight. There were some people that we're calling people, calling Eli out, Ross, saying he's basically pathetic, begging for followers. Is that begging for followers? Uh, my reaction was, that's eh, kind of cheap. I mean, okay, great. I follow you better, you bet. I have a one in 15 and a half thousand chance of getting $50. I don't think he's begging for followers at all. Okay. I think he's trying to promote the Twitter handles and I respect it. And listen, if you don't want the 50 bucks, then don't do it. Go follow. But um well, well he didn't he didn't give it away though. Cuz cuz they didn't get there? Yes. Didn't even get close. <laughs> no. Got like 100 a piece. Ross, why don't you promote the Twitter account? You know what? Um Joe Yes. It's kind of genius because he didn't have to give he it had a hundred people to he he had a hundred people to follow both accounts yeah. and he gave away zero dollars. <laughs> it's kind of a genius way to go about it, actually. 
Okay, one of us does that every week. It's just, and you you put in a number that's unattainable. It's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. Good job, Eli. Yeah, you, you turned me on that one, Ross. Okay. Because some people were calling him out. I was like, okay, a little unfair. It was kind of random, but uh, all right. Uh, Eli Hershkovich, very happy. He didn't lose any money to anybody on Twitter, but he did lose money on Missouri State. Bad beat there. Anything uh, that you wanted to hit on last night? In the act, whether it's the Missouri State game or any game, Alabama yeah. continuing this streak in SEC play and a game before SEC play too. They've won nine in a row, I believe. Their futures price is down to fifteen to one. They went six of twenty from three last night, or maybe around that number. Either way, they made like around five threes. This is a team that averages at least in in conference play double digits, and they were hitting at an insane clip over the last over the previous four games before last night. They forced fourteen turnovers. 14-plus turnovers against Kentucky. This team is top 15 in adjusted defensive efficiency on Kempom and eighth overall on Kempom. It's not just offense. This isn't just a a three-point shooting team that if they go cold in the tournament, they're done. This is one of the best defensive teams in college basketball, and there's a really good chart yesterday where Alabama shot a ton of threes in the first half. Nate Oates adjusted and in the second half, and they only took like four or five threes in the second half. So, one of the better coaches in college basketball, one of the best up-and-coming coaches in college basketball. Herb Jones had 13, 8, and 7. One of the best all-around players in the country. I love this team. And again, it's not just an offensive predicated team. One of the best two, two-way teams in the country. So not really room on the bandwagon if you're trying to get back on it or trying to get on it in general because the price is so low at this point. But feeling pretty good about my ticket. Me too. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little Penn State hoops. It's funny, by the way, how much less people care about Penn State basketball than Penn State football. Like, Joe, it's not even in the same – it's not. It's like they're not even at the same school. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. It's like do – they, ha- they have to be ranked for people to even to talk about them. They have to be ranked and or have a chance at the tournament for it to even be a topic of conversation. They might as well be Division three basketball team wow. until they're – like, I'm not kidding. People would rather talk in central Pennsylvania about a high school junior who might commit to Penn State for football than the Penn State basketball team. I, I can assure you. How are they even doing, Eli? I haven't been paying attention that closely. What do you think about them against Ohio State tonight? Yeah, I think the line's a little bit inflated off with Ohio State coming off that Wisconsin win over the weekend. But it's tough to trust this Penn State team because they're still about a week off COVID. They played four games in their last, let's say, week plus, so maybe a week and a half. Well, I think, again, this line is a little bit inflated towards Ohio State off a huge win like that in, in Wisconsin. Uh, it's tough to back Penn State. Uh, the one advantage the Nittany Lions have is they could shoot the three ball at a pretty high clip. They have a top 53-point scoring rate. Ohio State is a bottom 133-point scoring rate so they allow uh, a lot of points or at least a good amount of points um to their opponents from behind the arc but uh, one of the better defensive teams still in college basketball so Penn State's offense doesn't have a lot of size to match up against EJ Liddell in this Buckeyes front court I lean Penn State taking the points here at around three possessions but not going to play it for me all right what about Miami Florida State right we've got the the line the Knolls favored by 10 and a half. Since you're a dog player, are you, are you going to sell me on the Canes? That's where the value is. And this is probably a stronger lean for me than, 
than Penn State. Uh, well, it is. It's just definitely a stronger lead for me than, than Penn State. It's it's tough to back Miami at this point, and I know it's a popular dog play today. That's why I wanted to bring it up because Chris Likes is, is still out for the Hurricanes. And if this Miami team was healthy going into March this month, going into this game, they're probably up there in the ACC. It might, might be number one right now. Might have the number one conference record in uh, ACC play with Chris Likes healthy, with Timberlake healthy, with McGusty healthy. Thomas Casale, managing editor of sports betting, picked Miami to win the ACC, picked them as a title feature. And if, if he was healthy, if Likes was healthy, Miami would have a shot. So I, I lean towards Miami. Florida State is just that good defensively. Size-wise, Miami can match up well in this game, and they could limit Florida State's second chance opportunities and maybe slow down the, the Seminoles a little bit because they want to get in, out in transition like they, like they did against Clemson on Saturday. But it's still it's tough to uh, fade Florida State here, even though they're coming off of a couple big wins in conference play because just from a matchup-specific standpoint, Florida State can rebound the ball better, even though these two teams are about even in size. I'm staying away, but lean Miami. Clemson, Louisville, speaking of the ACC, Eli? I love this matchup. I'm on the Clemson Tigers. It's down to one and a half at this point. It went from one to two back down to one and a half. I think you're getting some value here with Clemson. Maybe not in terms of in terms of the line, but it's a really good bounce back spot for the Tigers. Three straight losses by 18 plus points at least in, in all those three games. So again, this team is going to be highly motivated coming into this game. I think Louisville's win over Duke over the weekend wasn't really indicative of how they played in that game. Uh, Duke hung around throughout the game, and Louisville just pulled away late in that one, and Duke just isn't impressive. So it's not like beating Duke on your home court is similar to beating Duke uh, at home or on the road in past seasons. I know I know Louisville beat him last year, but I think you're getting value here with Clemson just from a spot perspective. And also from behind the yard, Clemson has struggled big time. They couldn't shoot the three ball at all, got a ton of good looks against Florida State over the weekend. Louisville's biggest defensive issue is defending the perimeter. So if Clemson can control the tempo a little bit, and uh, these two teams play about at the same pace, but at least rebound the ball well with their size advantage, they should be able to get some good looks from three. And uh, this should be, I, I'm, I'm assuming Clemson win this game by at least two possessions. So one and a half, two, two and a half. Uh, I would lay this up to two and a half with Clemson. Did you have something on the first game of the day, three o'clock Eastern BYU and Pepperdine? This is a rematch game with Pepperdine uh, from Saturday. Pepperdine was down by three with like three minutes to go. They didn't score the rest of the way, maybe 430. Either way, under five minutes to go, Pepperdine didn't, didn't score. So I, I, I like Pepperdine in this, this game, kind of similar to Clemson. They got some good looks and just didn't hit them. That Their offense was efficient or it should have been efficient. They just didn't hit their shots. So I, I think Pepperdine's more efficient today offensively against an overrated BYU team. I lean towards Pepperdine taking the points. I might end up betting it, but either way, do not lay the points. Do not lay the six points with BYU.